Chapter Twenty One of American History Stories, Volume Two. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. American History Stories, Volume Two by Mara L. Pratt. Chapter Twenty One: Declaration of Independence. At the beginning of the war, the colonists had not expected to be free from British rule. Indeed, they did not wish to be. All they did ask was that they might be treated fairly. But since they had begun to fight, they grew more and more convinced that now nothing less than perfect independence of the mother country ought to satisfy them. Then the leading men of the colonies met together at Philadelphia to draw up a writing, in which they declared themselves no longer subject to English rule. Five men, Thomas Jefferson, Benjamin Franklin, John Adams, Roger Sherman, and Robert Livingston, were appointed to write it out and when this was done, every man in the Congress signed it. It had been agreed that as soon as the Declaration was adopted, the old bellman should ring the big Liberty Bell that hung in the tower of the old State House, in order that the great throng of people outside might know it. This, as I suppose you all know, happened July fourth, 1776. The old bellman had taken his place up in the tower, and had told his little grandson to tell him when the time came to ring the bell. Messengers were sent in every direction to tell the news in every village and town. The boys lit fires, the cannons blazed, and everywhere the people, men, women, and children, tried in every way to show their joy, that they were now all to stand shoulder to shoulder, a free nation. Ask your teacher to let you learn the poem about the bell ringing of that day to read in concert, and if you are one half as patriotic as the boys and girls then were, I'm sure you'll read it in such a way that the teacher will think Independence Day has come again. There was tumult in the city, in the quaint old Quaker town, and the streets were rife with people, pacing restless up and down, people gathering at corners where they whispered each to each, and the sweat stood on their temples, with the earnestness of speech. Will they do it? Dare they do it? Who is speaking? What's the news? What of Adams? What of Sherman? Oh, God, grant they won't refuse. Make some way there. Let me nearer. I am stifling. Stifle, then. When a nation's life at hazard, we've no time to think of men. So they beat against the portal, man and woman, maid and child, and the July sun in heaven on the scene looked down and smiled. The same sun that saw the Spartan shed his patriot blood in vain, now beheld the soul of freedom, all unconquered, rise again. See, see, the dense crowd quivers through all its lengthy line, as the boy beside the portal looks forth to give the sign. With his small hands upward lifted, breezes dallying with his hair. Hark, with deep clear intonation, breaks his young voice on the air. Hush the people's swelling murmur, list the boy's exultant cry. Ring, he shouts, ring, Grandpa, ring, oh, ring for liberty. And straightway at the signal, the old bellman lifts his hand, and sends the good news, making iron music through the land. How they shouted, what rejoicing! How the old bell shook the air, till the clang of freedom ruffled the calm, gliding Delaware. How the bonfires and the torches illumined the night's repose, and from the flames that fabled Phoenix, our glorious liberty arose. 
That old bell now is silent, and hushed its iron tongue. But the spirit is awakened, still lives for ever young. And when we greet the smiling sunlight on the fourth of each July, we'll ne'er forget the bellman, who, betwixt the earth and sky, rang out our independence, which, please God, shall never die. End of chapter 21